Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. You're listening to Here's the Catch with David Lombardi, Matt Barrows, and Dennis Brown on the Athletic Podcast Network. Welcome back to another Head of the Pack, the final edition of the regular season, that being because the Packers lost to the Lions 20-16 to 16 tonight. I don't know if you can call it a choke because the Lions are a good team as well, but Packers should have won that game. There is no debating that. Um, we'll get into it all, but... We'll start with the biggest story, as has been the biggest story after each of the past two seasons, it seems, is the future of Aaron Rodgers. There were a lot of uh, hints dropped that this may be his last game in the NFL, or at least for the Packers, you know, walking off the field with his arm around Randall Cobb, or the long embrace he had with David Bakhtiari in the locker room, or him, you know singling out six of the reporters, including yourself, Bill, who have covered the majority of his career or wanting to keep his jersey when Jamison Williams, the Lions rookie receiver, asked for it. But then we look at the past two years, his season-ending press conference, and there have been clues there that he's done too, and he hasn't been. And I don't know if he's going to be back or not. I still think he is, but as Rob Domovsky was saying when we were in our office tonight, if you think he's going to be back, you can find reasons why in what he said. If you don't think he's going to be back, you can find reasons why in what he said. And as I wrote tonight, it's not interesting, but now we just play the waiting game because that's really what it is. Cause he's going to let the emotion, uh, the emotional well drain and then make a decision based on what he feels. And not even he knows what he's going to feel. Yeah. I don't blame my people probably get sick of the annual thing here, but it's a grind, right? And as a 39-year-old who doesn't need to do this anymore, uh, <clears throat> took a beating this year with thumb and ribs and all that stuff. I don't blame him for wanting to take some time. So um, he said he won't hold his team hostage, which is what he said last year. Free agency starts in about two months. They have to be in compliance with the salary cap by then. So I remember last year he agreed to come back about a week before the start of free agency. I would assume. He'll decide something by then. Um, talking, you, you talked about trying to read into what he said. Um, he was asked about leaving tonight uh, with his final pass being an interception. He said, yeah, that's a normal thought, but at some point the carousel comes to a stop and it's time to get off. And I think you kind of know when that is. And that's what needs to be contemplated. Is it time? Also, what's the organization thinking? That's part of it as well. But the competitive fire is always going to be there. I don't think that ever goes away. Sometimes it gets transferred, I think, to other things that might not ever fill that large void. But like I said, I feel good about what I've accomplished in this league and wouldn't have any regrets walking away. But I got to see what it feels like once I get away from this. 
At the yeah. same time, he also said that he can still play. <laughs> so could be a good offseason. Um, I don't think he's coming back. I, I think Green Bay moves on. But that's not based on anything other than you've lost, you had your season end three years in a row here at Lambeau Field. What's the point of reloading? Isn't it types time to start from scratch? Now there's a whole, I get there's whole contra- contractual things there that throw a wrench in that, but my feeling is this might be it. Yeah. Like I said, I'm going to stick to my prediction that he's back. Um, obviously the financials of a hypothetical trade are a whole nother thing because, right. you know, it would cost the Packers about $67 million in cap space for a player that wouldn't be on their team. If they trade him, they need to get a team to take on that salary. And that's not, who's going to do that with how he played this year. I don't know. Maybe a team's desperate enough. They're going for Tom Brady. Um, (laughs) Listen, the other, the other big thing is does Brian Gutekunst think Jordan love is ready to be the next Packers quarterback? I thought, you know, I asked Rogers that tonight because who knows when we're going to talk to him next. I said, if, if need be, is Jordan ready to be the next quarterback of this franchise? And he basically gave the anecdote about how he woke up in San Diego to 50 text messages a while back saying that Brett had retired. And it's just kind of like, oh, shit, I'm the guy now. But you don't really know if you're ready until you go through it. So nobody really knows. You know, Brian Gutekunst said when he talked to us uh, during his bye week press conference that I believe he said he, he thinks Jordan Love is ready to be a starting quarterback or is a starting caliber quarterback, but you got to go through it. And he didn't need to see any more of Jordan Love in regular season action before making a decision on his fifth year option. But we don't know if, if that's Brian Gutekunst saying he can be the starting quarterback for the Packers. We don't know if he's going to exercise that option. Brian Gutekunst could very well, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is implying that the organization might not want him back and that it's not solely his decision to come back. But Brian Gutekunst could say, hell, I don't think Jordan Love's ready. Let's try and fool a team and trade him to them for, I don't know, a fourth or a fifth round pick. Run it back with Rodgers until the wheels fall off. Who knows? Maybe this is the offseason that Brian Gutekunst admits that he made a mistake in drafting Jordan Love and he's, and he's not a, a starting caliber quarterback for this team, at least. We don't know. We can read through the, the clues all we want, which is our job, and it's what everyone else following this team is going to do, most likely. But at the end of the day, um, the next couple months will reveal a lot about what they're thinking, and uh, I'm assuming that decision will come, I don't know, on the Pat McAfee show and – you know, that's not a shot. You know, Pat has the best relationship with Rodgers and he was the one who broke that he was coming back. He'll probably do it again, whether he's coming back or leaving or getting traded. Uh, so we'll see. It's the waiting game. Yeah, I can go both ways on, on love here. I mean, they, they did say all the right things about him being ready to go. At the same token, you've got Rodgers with a broken thumb and injured ribs and the season's going nowhere. And they still kept running Rodgers out there, right? I mean, if they thought Jordan Love was the guy to be the starter, wouldn't you have given him a shot when Rodgers is all beat to hell thumb-wise, which makes you think that he's not the guy. I don't know. It's going to be fascinating. I just, again, I, if you can't win it in 2020 and you can't win it in 2021, 
They came and beat the Lions in a winner dot winner go home game in 2022. What what it, to steal a Matt Schneidman praise? What are we doing here? I I, do, I don't understand. What's the definition of insanity? He's doing the same thing over and over. Look, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. I understand he's had he's come up short in some big games, but man, oh man, you can't lose this game. <laughs> they took quote Rodgers from the from the first time. You can't lose this game. But the Detroit Lions defense stinks, Matt. Green Bay four to twelve on third down. He throws a bad interception. Red zone problems again. I don't know. I don't want to say he chokes, but man, oh man, he has not come through in a big game in a long time. Um, yeah, he hasn't. The offense was futile uh, in Detroit earlier this year. They were futile in the playoff loss to the 49ers last year. I get what you're saying. I think there, there are two, uh, two options here. Oh, more than two options. But in regards to what you're saying, Rodgers and this team as currently constructed, as it has been for the past couple of years, is not getting it done. They're not going to get it done as currently constructed. Um, Rodgers has certainly not done his part in those deciding games. But does the organization think Jordan Love is any better? Or do they think they can take a, a dip at the quarterback spot if it helps them improve elsewhere? Who knows? Because guess what? This team was built on defense and special teams. It was supposed to be built on giving Rodgers help from the other two phases as he figured it out with this offense. It just, and in response to your question, why didn't the offense get it figured out? Rodgers declined to answer, and he never does that because he clearly has a lot he wants to say on the subject. He said he still has it. He brought up losing Devontae Adams and not being able to compensate for that. I'm not saying Rodgers is devoid of blame or that he's saying he's devoid of blame, but he clearly thinks there's a lot more to the struggles than just him. Sure, he regressed this season. He played through injury, but he regressed. Definitely. His accuracy tonight was way off. But I don't know if a change at quarterback will help this team get over the hump. Or, or does Brian Gutekunst think, you know what? Rasul Douglas, Devondre Campbell, they were one-hit wonders. We got to get Rashawn Gary back. We got to get, you know, better on the back end. And then we'll be fine. The quarterback's not the problem. Or does he think, you know what? Jordan Love can get the job done. Let's use those resources elsewhere. It, it's it'll be a fascinating decision for the GM to make this offseason. Yeah, they got they stuck so much money into that Rogers extension. I mean, you were talking about the price of trading. I mean, it's it's astronomical. But they they spent all the money this offseason on on defense and special teams. And what did they get them? Gave them a fairly mediocre defense. They kind of lucked into something with Keyshawn Nixon kind of late in the game, but. They're not good enough in any of the phases, though, right? So does Rodgers want to come back to a team? I mean, he said tonight there are two players away. They have no money. If Rogers, even if Rodgers comes back, where's the money going to come from? I mean, they're, they're over the cap, so they can restructure this and that. But how, how, do they, how are you going to get better 
to push this team over the hump. It seems like they're just kind of kind of in no man's land with a quarterback who's not good enough, a defense that underachieved. Got to get a new kicker, probably. I mean, man, oh, man. So that's what makes you think. Maybe, maybe you just start over again. You bite the bullet financially. Give love a year or two to see what you got there and dive back in the draft. I don't know. It's, it's they're, they, they put themselves in a, in a bad spot. <clears throat> and I get they why they did it. It's not even criticism, right? I mean, you're trying to win a Super Bowl. They it had to. Work out. So no. this is where you're at. I didn't say it's not criticizing anybody, but that's it's the reality. They're in a bad spot right now. Yeah, they had no choice but to give Rodgers yep. that contract extension. It's, it's e- easy to say now, oh, they shouldn't have done it. They sh- should have shipped him away for draft picks. But he won two straight MVPs. Let's yep. be real. You know, you reloaded and, and gave new contracts to Alexander, Douglas, Campbell, drafted two guys on defense in the first round, bolstered the special teams. The idea for this team was to have those two phases help the offense or, or buy time for the offense to figure things out with, you know, your two best offensive linemen coming back off torn ACLs and a couple young wide receivers meshing with Rodgers. It just never all came together because, you know, Keyshawn Nixon was unbelievable, but that took almost half the season to figure out. There were mistakes on punt team. The defense underachieved. Figured it out late in the season, but ultimately underachieved. Um, and the offense had injuries on the O-line at wide receiver and never really figured it out. So they are in a bad spot. They had to do it, but they're in a bad spot. And uh, let's move on because I'm sure we'll have plenty of Rodgers talk in the, in the coming weeks and months. Let's talk about another Aaron. Um, man, what a brutal, brutal backbreaking fumble for Aaron Jones his fifth fumble of the season only one running back Derrick Henry has more and at the time of the fumble Henry had 142 more carries than Jones on the season I haven't checked the updated stats Aaron Jones lost three of them I believe only two running backs lost more fumbles this year you go back to fumbling in the NFC championship game at the start of the second half against Tampa he, he lost the fumble in the end zone against Tampa earlier this year. Lost the fumble deep in Rams territory, I believe. Was that deep in Rams territory or in, or in Green Bay's territory? Regardless, they were on their way to scoring at least three points on that drive, and, and the Lions took over at their own 15. He's another one whose future is going to have to be kept an eye on. Packers cut him. That frees up 10 million. Listen, there aren't many playmakers like Aaron Jones, not just on the Packers, but in the NFL, but he has ball security issues. And there's something to be said for players who show up in big games. And he simply has not done it. Cap number $20 million next year. That's a $7 million roster bonus, which I assume is probably due at the start of the league year. Um, I mean, it's going to be 12-3 going into halftime instead of it's 9-6. And the way the defense is playing at that time, you probably feel pretty good about it. And then it's a, it's a conundrum, right? I mean, he's one of your best guys. I mean, without question, he's one of your best guys. A.J. Dillon's not explosive enough to be that guy. Aaron Jones is a, is a difference maker, but man, oh, man. 
He got tackled from behind by a defensive lineman and coughed it up. Head scratcher. I don't know. He's going to be 29, I think, next year. But you, you have to keep him, though, don't you? Because, what, again, you, what do you do then? Are you going to go into the season with A.J. Dillon and Patrick Taylor? Good luck with that. Uh, he just turned 29. Or he just turned 28. Okay. So be on December 2nd because he shares a birthday with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. I should have known that. So, I mean, you, you feel like you got to bring him back, you know, restructure that roster bonus and base salary, something to, to cut the cap number down. Mm-hmm. But, man, oh, man. Between, you know, much as we pointed to David Bakhtiari's ACL, why they don't go to the Super Bowl, hell, if Aaron Jones was in the maybe they go to the Super Bowl too. Mercedes Lewis doesn't fumble. With the Packers, the 49ers, right? Nothing lead against the 49ers. Um, we'll do a couple more quick hitters before we get to the questions. Quay Walker and Rasul Douglas. What are you doing? The Lions, I believe, would have had a 47-yard field goal going to the same direction where they had missed a 46 or 47-yard field goal already. Packers were up 9-3. And Rasul Douglas... Packers, I called a timeout. Lions were still getting ready to snap. Rasul Douglas walks along the line of scrimmage, bats the ball away, and in his words, because he didn't want to give the Lions a free kick, a free practice kick. The ref was already coming in behind to stop the play. Rasul swats the ball. Long snapper pushes him. Rasul takes a swing. 15-yard penalty. 48-yard field goal becomes a 33-yard field goal. Chip shot easy, 9-6. That's inexcusable for a veteran leader on this defense. That's absolutely inexcusable. And Rasul's explanation, I smacked the ball out of the snapper's hand and he just pushed me. So I turned around and pushed him back and they called a flag on me. I'm not doing no free kicks. I feel like that was a good thing for me to do, but the result at the end is a bad thing. Uh, It's a little confusing how I get what he's saying. Like the process of not letting them get a free kick. Fine. If you get pushed by a long snapper, you cannot swing back at him. If you're Quay Walker, I don't care what happens. When there's a second and eight and your team is leading by three points in a winner go home game, and there's an injured player down on the field for the Lions, you cannot shove the Lions trainer. That's not even a rookie mistake. That, that, that doesn't get attributed to being a rookie. That's just a boneheaded play. ESPN Stats and Info has not charted a single player in the last 15 years as being ejected twice in the same season. Quay Walker was ejected twice this season for shoving a practice squad player on the sideline against the Bills and then shoving a freaking athletic trainer. What are you doing? It's just inexplainable, inexcusable. Matt LaFleur was incensed about it. He got as angry as he's ever going to get in a press conference, basically, saying he's never seen that, can't be making those mistakes. He obviously took the responsibility because that's what Matt LaFleur does. But he said, we've had a guy get ejected twice. I don't think I've ever seen that in my career, and we've got to be much more mentally tough. That's your first-round pick. I'm not saying he had character concerns coming out. But you, ju- you, 
you traded away your best receiver, got the number 22 pick, and drafted a guy who's a good player. But who cares how good of a player you are if you're a liability like that? Because you can't control your temper on the field. And that's not it. Last week, we saw it. Quay Walker cost him 15 yards because he suplexed a guy because he thought he was in the WWE out on the field. He's a rookie, but he has to grow up fast or else he's going to be out of here. I'm sure somebody wanted to go back and listen to the post-Buffalo podcast when we talked about Quay Walker's ejection from that game. And he was in tears in the locker room. I bet some idiot like me might have said, I bet he never makes that mistake ever again. He was not in the locker room tonight. I wasn't in there for the whole time, but I do not see any record of him talking. Uh, we'll see if he's in there on Monday afternoon when uh, the players are in there for locker cleanout. But yeah, just inexcusable. Sorry, I cut you off. That's okay. I mean, again, if he's sitting there in tears after the Buffalo game, he said all the right things to you guys. You, you figure that's a guy who's learned his lesson. Right? I mean, that's what you think. I have never seen a player shove a trainer. We were talking the press box. I can't remember the last time a Packers player was ejected from a, from a single game. And this guy got it done twice in a year. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, LaFleur was pissed. I mean, he was pissed on the sideline. He was pissed during his news conference. I got, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, he's your first round pick. He's going to be your starting linebacker next year, but man, oh man. The greatest ability is availability. That's usually goes to injuries, but holy crap. And it wasn't just that it was a penalty. It was the Lions had a second and eight from the Packers nine yard line. And it gifted them a first and goal from the four. And they scored three plays later to take a lead that they didn't give back. Just like, Sure, doing it in Buffalo in the first half, it maybe it was. I don't remember exactly. But, I mean, doing it in that moment with seven and a half minutes left during a stoppage of play when a freaking trainer, you shoved a trainer. Not It wasn't even like two players going at it. He shoved a trainer. Every time I say it, it sounds more ridiculous. It's unbelievable. The Packers' first-round pick essentially gifted them a touchdown because he shoved a trainer. Yeah, we were talking just before that happened, and because they were so conservative with Goff, other than the, the deep shot that they threw, they were so conservative with them, you kind of thought all they could get was a field goal on that drive. Because is Goff really going to push the ball into the end zone? And then I they give know. him a first down, so it's first and goal at the five. I mean, it just changes everything. I mean, second and second eight from the nine compared to first and goal, it just changed everything. So, again, you can shit all over Rodgers all you want, but man, oh, man. The guy gave up the, the, the game-winning touchdown with the most unbelievable lapse of judgment since Evander Holyfield's ear got chopped, <laughs> chewed off by Mike Tyson. Golly. It's, it's unbelievable. Let's get to some questions. I've seen people suggest Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, and John Gruden as the Packers head coach next season. 
I can't do that yet. <laughs> I can't, I can't go down that road yet. Uh, we have a lot of questions. All right. From Kelvin Farrell, what one, just one change to the coaching team would you make this off season? We were having this discussion. I think Joe Barrett's back. Does he deserve to be back? I don't know. Will he? I think so. Versace is going to stay unless he gets a head coaching job. I don't know what change I would make. Yeah, I'm trying to find it here, Matt. Someone asked about bringing back Nathaniel Hackett, and I can't find it here as I'm scrolling through all the ones that I like. So let's go with that. Nathaniel Hackett's available, Matt. This offense stunk with Adam Senevich. What do you think? Maybe. But how much of that is actually on Stenovich? You're how right. How much on Rodgers? How much of it's on the floor? That's the question that we'll never get the answer to. So if Rodgers wants to come back, let's, let, let's say that everyone's in agreement that Rodgers is going to come back. Now, this is from, that question is from Dick Bauhs, but B-A-U-H-S, by the way. So let's say Rodgers is back. I would say Rodgers liked Hackett a lot. What do you think? Bring him back. It can't hurt. The red zone was awful. Jesus, the lights just went out here. Yeah, my lights just went out too. What the heck? Golly. Hey, you got to save electricity, man, with no playoff tickets. Um, yeah, bring Hackett back. Why not? Fix the get the gold zone back. Man, they were they were not good in the red zone. Gold to go situations. Last in here's this stat from Warren Sharp early in the game. When the Packers uh, had a first and goal from the five and finished with a field goal at the time, Packers, and I'm assuming this is still the case, Packers rank in goal-to-go situations. Points per possession, last in the league. Touchdown rate, last in the league. Score rate, last in the league. That's really bad. Get Nathaniel Haggett back in here to get that fixed. Not that he gave anyone reason to believe he's some offensive mastermind with what he did this year, but still. Nick Simmons, what was the team's single biggest Slash most important flaw. Single biggest flaw. I don't know if this is a flaw. Mm. I I think it's not. I mean, it's this is a big picture one, but just not getting Rodgers and the receivers on the same page on offense. And I think both sides are to blame. Yeah, hundred percent. That you know, the the young receivers crap got old in a hurry, right? I mean, at, at some point they're not young receivers. Yep. Um, at some point it's the quarterback. Those guys, whether whether it's Rodgers missing passes or they're not being on the same page, that they couldn't get it figured out. Look, the offensive line was healthy, other than Bakhtiari was in and out, but they were not good tonight. I mean, the first you know was last nine, ten games they had those four guys were together. The running backs were together. I realized that Jones was beating up some at the end, but for the most part, the backfield was healthy. Um, for the most part, the receivers were relatively healthy. Tunyon played the season. It's not like you can excuse it away by injuries. Here's from Ben, that Ranger dude. Bakhtiari, Cobb, Rogers, Crosby, Jones. How many of those five play for the Packers next season? Bakhtiari, Cobb. Rodgers, Crosby, Jones. Bakhtiari, yes. Cobb, no. Rodgers, yes. Crosby, no. Jones, yes. 
Yeah, I say Bakhtiari, yes. Cobb is back if Rodgers is back. Cobb can still play. There's some use there. But I will say, because I don't think if Rodgers is back, I don't think Cobb is back. Crosby's leg shot. Aaron Jones is back. So I'll go two out of five. Here's a stat that I just looked up. From weeks one to nine, the Packers ranked second in the NFL in percentage of pass rush snaps resulting in a pressure. From weeks 10 to 18, so after Rashawn Gary tore his ACL, you know where they ranked in percentage of pass rush snaps resulting in a pressure? 28th. That's the biggest difference in this season to me is Rashawn Gary tearing his ACL. The pass rush was non-existent tonight. Yeah, they started tonight's game, and, and they use this group a lot. It was Kenny Clark, Jaron Reed, TJ Slayton up front, with Preston Smith as the only outside linebacker. And then they had uh, Walker and Campbell, and then they ran nickel behind it. So that's what they think of their outside linebackers. They just lined up with one. Justin Hollins is a pretty pretty decent midseason pickup, but man, oh, man. Bill, I, mean, look, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you, you can't replace Rashawn Gary, and they – they never got close. Is I'm going to read fault for some of it. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to read Preston Smith's stat line tonight. One tackle. That's it. One tackle. He was M I a couple of times in big moments. He was too slow to make a tackle. He was non-existent with the pass rush tonight. Brutal time for a no show. Yeah, now the Lions have a great offensive line. I mean, it is, I, mean yes. I think LaFleur said them and Philly have the best lines in football, and Taylor Decker's a proven guy at left tackle, and Penny Sewell's going to be a God only knows how many times Pro Bowl on the right side, but doesn't excuse it away. I mean, you got to go beat the guy even once, right? Yeah. Next question from Cam Carsey. I know Quay is young in a first-round pick. But any chance the Packers cut or suspend him for a few games next season based on his behavior? Uh, they're not going to cut him. They're not going to suspend him. No. They're going to have gotta, a, You have to sit down and have a long talk. Long talk. That's what I was going to say. During next interviews, right? Those are coming up here in the next day or two. Long talk. And long there talk. should only be one person doing the talking. It's not number seven. Correct. Got a few of these. This is from Matt Crispo. Is it time for Matt LaFleur to give up play calling? I'm going to say no because his calling plays was of uh, sort of didn't hurt things the last few years. I don't know why it would change this year. What do you think? No, it's not going to change. Especially if Aaron Rodgers isn't here. If Aaron Rodgers isn't here, then, then LaFleur is going to get a chance to show that he can, regardless of how much influence LaFleur actually has, he's going to get a chance with uh, a different quarterback here, whether it's Jordan Love, whether it's someone else. Then we'll see how good of a coach LaFleur actually is because there's always the topic of how much control over the offense does Rodgers actually have. Um, but no, he's not going to give up play calling. Yep, agreed. Um, for, for Michael, I'm going to butcher your last name, Michael. Grachkowski, the rhetorical question, Matt, what is the point of any of it? And I'm going to answer it this way, Michael. 
this place is called, I, I use this line on this podcast before, this place is called Tuttle Town for a reason. It's not wild card town. It's not divisional playoffs around. The only I, this place apparently believes in winning Super Bowls. Michael, there's no point to any of this. Because these guys, we all knew it. Even when they were one four in a row, we all knew this team wasn't going to win a Super Bowl. Right? So what's the point? So I agree with you, Michael. What's the point of any of it? Nothing. You're smiling, Matt. They have the 15th pick in the draft. Yeah, they I'm wasted right. a ton. They were like number six at one point. I know. <laughs> but again, if the if the idea is to win a Super Bowl, you are, to me, so far removed from that right now. Here's a question from the Real Mo 27, which I believe we've touched on before. Serious question nobody has asked. Does Tom Brady's retirement affect Aaron's decision at all? Would Aaron want to go into the Hall of Fame same year as the GOAT? Has to be some coordination there between the two, I bet. I have always said that Rodgers will not want to go into the Hall of Fame with Brady because he doesn't want to st- share the stage with him and that he wants his own. He wants to be the headliner in his ceremony. I don't know what Brady's going to do. He could go play for the Raiders. He could play for the Bucs again. Hell, he could make the Super Bowl this year with the Bucs. Who knows? But I have always been of the belief that Rodgers would not want to share a stage with Brady. Yeah, I can see that. No ego involved there whatsoever. It's fine if there is. That's, That's part true. of what helped both of them get so far. All right, last one from at one man two two three. What does this team need to do to compete for a Super Bowl next year with Rodgers as QB? Uh, just. Cross their fingers. Rogers said they're a couple players away. Hell, I don't know. They're probably farther than that. They, it, I picked them to win the Super Bowl before this season. They had all the pieces there. They had an absolutely loaded defense. Special team revamped with Rich Basaccia. What, is another year in the system with Watson and Dobbs going to be enough to get this team over the hump? No, it's not. I don't know what players will. Because guess what? I'm I'm interested to see if there are going to be some surprise cuts. Is Rasul Douglas going to get cut? He was bad this year compared to what he was last year. Is Eric Stokes going to come back and be any good? Rashawn Gary's coming off a torn ACL. Is Preston Smith going to be a cap casualty? Are they going to trade Darnell Savage for a bag of chips? Is Adrian Amos going to be back? Who's going to start at safety? Rudy Ford and Ennis Gaines? Like, there's so much to figure out with this team. I don't even think, as bad as this sounds, because it's the Green Bay Packers, and they're not conditioned to think any other way, competing for a Super Bowl is so far down the list of what this team needs to be thinking about right now. Like you got to think about what you're going to do with your quarterback. And sure. The end goal is to compete for a Super Bowl. Obviously that's why you make all these moves, but it's not like they're one guy away. They're far from one guy away. And the situation is only getting more difficult for them to build a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. You, you, you mentioned the outside linebackers there. And that's a, that's a great point. Because for Sean Gary gets kids her was it early November. So maybe he's back early October. If you get rid of Preston Smith for the as a cap casual, which 
that could, there's some merit to that probably, right? What on earth are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a hugely important position and they're going to, among the many questions they have, that's, that's a big one. What are they going to do at a very important position where they might not have any of those guys? Here's one more from Chris Martiska. Why do you why do you and Bill have to be so positive these last four weeks? A little more pessimism for this final week would have kept the Packers in check. Chris, I said they weren't going to make the playoffs all along. <laughs> so did I. Then I changed and I went back. Listen, if you would, I, I had 2,600 words written uh, for a long narrative story about how they turned their season around from four and eight to the playoffs. I fully thought they were going to win tonight. At halftime, I thought they were going to win. I didn't think they were going to lose until Rodgers threw that interception late in the fourth quarter on third and 10. I thought they were going to pull it off. The Lions were not taking advantage of their chances, and I thought, you know what? The Packers don't have to do much to win this game. They really don't. And I said at halftime, I said this to you and Rob at halftime, I said the only way the Packers lose this game is if they shoot themselves in the foot for a full game. They just did it for a first half. I can't see them doing it for a full game. Guess what? They did it for a full game. They choked their season away. There's no other way to put it. The Packers had no business losing this game. The Lions manufactured and made up their own stuff to motivate themselves this week, and it worked. It freaking worked. All the credit in the world to the Lions. They came in here, eliminated from the playoffs, before the game even started, and they looked like the team that was fighting for a playoff spot. The Packers looked like the team who had nothing to play for. That's an embarrassment for the Packers, an indictment on the organization top to bottom. Well said. LaFleur tonight said that he's going to go through everything with a fine-tooth comb to find some answers. Probably about a year too late for that. That pessimistic yeah. enough for you, Chris? That's a good way to end it. Uh, anyway, listen, we'll, we'll have episodes for you guys, not as frequently through the offseason, but still we'll have them. Um, we appreciate all the questions, all the listeners. You sticking with us every week. We enjoy talking for, for all of you, all the loyal listeners. Appreciate the people we see out in public, although few who say they're fans. Nobody should be fans of Bill and I, or at least not me. But we can't thank you enough for sticking with us. Locker clean out Monday. We'll talk to some players, hopefully. Matt LaFleur, then Brian Gutekunst, probably later this week. Then fire up the mock draft machine, baby. We'll talk to you, everyone later. Have a great night. <laughs>